Welcome to AEC Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. I'm Laura. And we survived the flood again, or still, I should say. We were back last week without the flood. and This week we're dealing with the repercussions of flooding, so yay. But that, we're here, and that, we're alive. That makes me think of Halo a whole bunch. The flood? Yep. Yeah. I wonder I was, if that has a comic book, too. Uh, is, is that on your list? There is a it, Halo There comic is a Halo book. comic book that is on my list. Uh, so... Uh, I jumped of the gun. <laughs> Halo and lists and what what are we talking about? Uh, we talked about last week that we needed a palate cleanser for Mouse, so we were like, all right, let's read another one that's the bestsellers, Sonic Volume One. And for the subject matter, well, Sonic is a video game that they turned into comic books. So, what are some other video games that are turned into comic books? Uh, and I'll go first, I guess, with saying Halo uh, has been <laughs> several comic book series. Um, Looks like three different series. We have Fall of Reach, Invasion, Helljumper, and then just the graphic novel that is by various artists that have different stories within it and stuff. Um, yeah, it's... Well, shoot, when did Halo come out originally? It was on the original That's Xbox. Hey? No, it was before, before that. It was before that because I graduated. It was the Halo 3, 2 or 3 was out when I graduated high school. Okay, so that was yeah, probably we were- 2000... I want to say 2004 ish. Earlier, we were playing yeah. it when I was in high school, and that was 2003. Uh, here we go. First release, actually, because I have Google in front of me. Halo Combat Evolved, November fifteenth, two thousand and one. Wow! When the very first Halo came out. Um. So yeah, it's a first person shooter that involves the flood, but not the like water flood, but the Alien monster flood, I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, yeah. They're all kind of aliens because they're all in space. So yeah, even the humans were aliens, right? There. So it's yeah, all weird. I I got the impression that it was more like there were so many of them. It was a flood of parasites, kind of. Right. That's why they called them the flood. Yeah, yeah. I did get into Halo at the beginning because I had PlayStation. Yeah, I I, so. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you had a life. I didn't <laughs> believe you first because <laughs> I had a life. No, no, no. You're in the wrong. No no, no. no one's going to buy that one here. (laughs) You don't hang out with us if you have a life. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Nintendo 64. uh, Yeah, I had 64, and then I had the PlayStation 2. I didn't play Halo until I got the uh, Xbox 360 is when I played Halo. Halo 3 was my first one. I think that was my first one, too. And then I had Red Ring of Death, like, two or three times. That Mm -hmm. was awesome. Uh, my PlayStation yeah. 2 still going, but that Xbox 360. Oh, no, my PS2. I went through <laughs> several of them. I, Did you? Yeah. Man, mine's I, still going. I went through like three of them, but we also had three or four dogs, depending on the time. Let me preface oh. that. I haven't had it on in probably five or six years. There you go. So, yeah. The last time I had it on, it worked just fine. Yeah, we had a couple <laughs> of thin ones, the thick ones, the, the disc tray would burn out on it and it would stop reading the discs. And I remember the one time. Like, for my birthday, I got Spider-Man 2 on PlayStation 2. Great game. It was a great game. Um, and I was trying to get to play. It wouldn't work. I tried for like an hour, trying to turn it off and back on and off and on. Finally got to go. Cool. I played pretty much all of it in one sitting because I wasn't sure if I'd ever get it back going or not. <laughs> I was able to do like 95% of it. Or I might have even beat it and just not 100% all the achievements. Or not. They didn't have achievements on PS2. But I might not have been able to do all the side missions. And... I finally shut it off, turn back on, wouldn't even turn on. I was like, well, at least I beat it. There you go. <laughs> I remember when I was playing it, my mom was like, just shut it off and play back later. My other brother, Dana, he was like, no, no, let him leave it on because we're not sure if it's going to get back on or not. 
So, oh, Dana should be your hero today. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we had it on, and it was the thin one. I remember specifically that time it was the thin one. It was laying on the carpet because it was in the living room. So it wasn't even in the bedroom while on the TV stand. It was on the carpet, which probably didn't help with airflow either. Probably not. And all the dog fur because, yeah. And it was when I was like, okay, keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. My favorite part of that one was the fight with Mysterio. Oh, yes. That was so good. He's coming up like, all right, uh, wait, Mysterio's robbing the local Quickie Mart? What is going on? It has the health meter, like fills up five, six, seven times like this can be a fight. One punch and he's dead. <laughs> he's like, you just break the fishbowl on his face and like, oh, he's dead. And like, oh, he's just a guy. Like, no big deal. And I was like, that was, that was funny. That was good. Yeah. I like that. So, but anyway, Halo. <laughs> uh, yeah, it always then, comes back to Spider-Man. Right. Uh, yeah, they've done several different ones. I'm surprised. They, I'm actually surprised they haven't done more. Seeing how they've done a bunch of Halo books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, they just... I, I sales is, didn't do very well with the comic. Yeah, I, I think it depends on, like, I'm just looking at the creative teams on these, and there's nothing that stands out. There's no one that, like, oh, it's that person. It's like, oh, they, they've they done stuff. And I mean, it's cool to say, hey, I wrote a Halo book, comic book. But not everything translates. So. Yeah. But they did three of them, so that's a plus. Yep. Uh, Laura, what's the first one on your list? Not the only one on my list, unfortunately, um, was Spider-Man's Civil City at War. Sorry, I even messed up the name. Um, it was based on one of the more recent... You know what? I didn't do enough research at all on this because I kind of realized I was going to fall on you for the video game part because I watched you play a lot of it, but I never actually played it. It was Spider-Man um, on the PS4. Okay, and that was... Two, three years ago? It was, uh, I think it was five years. I think it was 17. Wow. I think it was fall of 17. I guess I could look. Yeah, the comics came out in 2019, so it was before that. It might have been 18 then. I'll look it okay. up while you keep talking about that, though. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just, I remembered specifically that this comic was based on that that game, and partly because there was such a big hubbub, this was the origin of his suit with the big white spider on it. And a lot of people were like, Spider-Man should be stealthy. Why does he have this white spider that's, like, making him a target? That's such a bad design choice and blah, blah, blah. And I seem to remember, too, vaguely that this character ended up being important in one of the, like, Spider-Geddons or the multiverse things. Like, he he played a big role. So he was, like, he stands out. So uh, the game came out September 7th of 2018. Okay. the game came out. And you said the book came out in 19? Yep. Or at least according to Marvel Unlimited. I'm, I'm willing to go yeah. with that. Now, Ish. the book was a straight ad- adaptation of the story of the game, That right? is correct, I yes. believe so. So, yeah, if you wanted to play the Spider-Man game but are not a good gamer, but you like to read books... Like me. Then this, you've got this story. You've got the story right there. Yep. The game was awesome. I think I got the first issue of the book. Realized it's a direct yeah. adaptation. Like, well, I already played this. Right, so I, so I didn't pick it. it up for me, but I know the art was good. The story's... It, the game is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I admit the the comic was a little lacking. I think that they expected you to have played the game, so all of a sudden things would just jump. And mm. it's like, uh, the people weren't in these situations two panels ago. Right. Like, like what what happened? <laughs> well, like, in the game, they can do filler. Like, okay, while you're waiting for this to happen, oh, a random side mission pops up. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as jumping around. 
But yeah. when the panel, like, well, I'm not going to read a side mission. Like, right. Oh, yeah. well. So you don't realize that gap. And there's some there's some nuance lost in between the panels at that point. Yeah. And there was definitely just like, oh, all of a sudden, this person's kidnapped. When did that happen? When were these people in the same room together? Like, there were there was a lot of jumping in this. And I, yeah. I was very disappointed. <laughs> I, I feel like there was a bunch of... Yeah, if you play the game but you don't have time to play the eight hour game again like okay well i can read the book in an hour then instead and you know you can fill the gaps in yourself of what happened in between gotcha. yeah i think it's good for that yeah i was starting to get that impression like between sonic and this and other comics i've read that were like adaptations from tv shows like the shoot what was it the there was a spider-man cartoon recently I can't remember what it was called now. There's there's so many Spider-Man cartoons, but yeah, yeah it was like a <laughs> it was a straight adaptation of the different um, TV series they have. In fact, um, one was I think Tom Zoller, the guy who does the My Little Pony stuff. He did one episode of that Spider-Man cartoon, and then we came in and sold the comic book that was the adaptation for it. Okay. But a lot of those, it'll be just complete screen gra- grabs from the comic, right? And they'll or sorry, the TV show. And they'll actually have blurs and stuff, so it's hard to understand what's even happening because they picked a bad panel in the show to make the comic. It's like they just pressed pause and screenshotted and and went from there. It's like, really, guys? You couldn't do anything else? but Yeah. So I I got that impression that a lot of the adaptations, when they they have kind of... I feel like they're going backwards. You know how usually people say, oh, the book is always better than the movie. So if you take a movie then make a book from it, you're kind of filtering it down even more and making it a little worse. And like, right. yeah, it's like a copy of a copy of a copy. It, it degrades pretty quickly. Yeah. So yeah. I admit, like, I wasn't a big fan of the things we read this week, but <laughs> they were still, they're they're good to get a quick, gritty feeling of what, yeah. what you're after. All right, Jared, what's first on your list? Um. Th- is Mass Effect. They've had several different comics uh, with these, but one of them that I really liked was uh, if you played Mass Effect, you know in the second game at the very beginning uh, your ship gets blown up and you get spaced and die. But Spoiler you, alert, jeez. Yes, the game's <laughs> 10 years, 15 years old, so whatever. <laughs> Spoilers, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you get brought back to life, pretty much. Uh, one of the comics was how they found your body, what the story arc was to to get your body back to the uh, scientist to get you revived, pretty much. So, But it was a really good story about the characters, Liara, and a new character, I cannot remember his name, uh, but uh, their journey into finding Commander Shepard's body, and it was a really good series. So I know they've had some of the um, Elusive Man, a um, bunch of different ones. I think there's just like a collected edition of all of the Mass Effect comics, but I'm not positive on that. I believe there is. Let me, because I just saw on the list online here. Uh, Mass Effect, the library edition is yeah. what I'm saying. So I think, yeah, it includes all four Mass Effect series, Redemption, yeah. Evolution, Invasion, and Homeworlds. Gotcha. So yeah, it's uh, those were lo- a lot of fun. If you liked the game, I think you would like the comics, since the games are very story based. They do translate to comics very, fairly well, and that's good that it does that. 
not necessarily a one-to-one ratio, but a close enough to approximate one. Right. It kind of fills in things the game left out, but you're not missing them with the game. It's an original story, but while still fitting in the world. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's like what Obi-Wan tried to do. Yeah. Uh, Next on my list is a massive one, probably the best selling one for that we have at the store. And that is the legend of Zelda series, the mangas. They have done so, 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 so many, uh, including the Ocarina of time, Majora's mask, uh, four swords, Minish cap link to the past, Phantom hourglass, skyward sword, didn't twilight princess. And there may be some other ones that are still working on. So basically if they made a game of Zelda, they made a manga of it as well. Um, I like the, it is, it's different. We don't normally talk about manga for the podcast. Yeah. We don't normally read a whole lot of manga. Right. But Nintendo is very protective of their properties. And like, okay, well, we're not going to just license it out to everybody. We'll, we'll be meticulous of who has the right mm-hmm. to do what and how much leeway you have. And they do, they are a Japanese company and they like to have their Japanese media the same way. So it's mangas instead of comic books for a lot of their stuff. And it's cool to see the... Kind of reminds me of what was it Link Two was the side scroller that had more like a cartoon cutscene sort of thing. I remember that one of, sounds right, but I don't remember yeah. for sure. I don't think there were cutscenes. But it was, in the one I remember, it, it was, was a side scroller. It was a side scroller, but it, ha- it wasn't the full on <laughs> like little pixelated guy. Like you could actually see more of an outline of everything. I think. Um, if I remember, I could be mistaken. That and the Nintendo's right. all pixelated, right. unless. Well, this I guess may have been super. on like Super Nintendo. Might have been the Super, mm. yeah. Well, yeah. or I'm thinking of the yeah. Nintendo Power stuff. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I was gonna say the little booklet that came with yeah. the yeah. that was a uh, there was almost a little comic book describing that for Link Two. So that's that's so they tried to they took that basically storyline from the the manual, the instruction manual, yeah. and made it into a comic book or mangas, and then that was several of them. And either way, it's pretty cool to see a animated style of the video game from that standpoint too like oh this is them actually fleshing that out instead of you know little speech bubble run 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 fight stab 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 puzzle solve puzzle solve like it's actually the story around the puzzle solving Mm -hmm. because like Mm -hmm. it's hard to do a puzzle solving story in a comic book like well we need an actual story then because i mean the best thing about a good thing about zelda is the fighting and the puzzle solve and finding easter eggs and everything Versus this, like, well, we need more substance to that. Yeah. And that's what the manga does. Like, oh, that's actually, uh, it creates the world a lot more than, oh, go find the princess and save her. Oh, find the bad guy and beat them up. It's like, no, no, this is the drama behind it all. And they've done, like I said, a bunch of different versions of that. And I like that they are self-contained. They're like, okay, there's this Legend of Zelda. It's not just a one long giant timeline because Legend of Zelda doesn't work that. It's very much a multiverse thing. Like, oh, if someone, if in this timeline, Ganon won. In this timeline, Ganon lost. In this timeline, blah, blah, blah. Um, So there is no one main Legend of Zelda world. That's cool. I didn't know that. So, yeah. I mean, I've tried to do it before. Oh, what's the order? And like, oh, no, this is a, what if this, then that, then we got this part. Or, oh, if Link won, then this is what happens. Oh, he lost, then that would happen. That was the fall. and So it's choose your own adventure. Uh, sort of. I mean, <laughs> it's the original video game multiverse. Like, because some of them are connected. Like, oh, the most recent one might be connected to the third one. Doesn't even necessarily direct to the one before or the very first. Like, oh, sometimes they pick and choose because it happens all over the place. 
It's fine. Don't worry about it. Just enjoy the game for what it is. There you go. Um, but yeah, that's Legend of Zelda. They've done a bunch of them, and I imagine they'll continue to do more. Uh, Jared, what else is on your list? Um, I'm going to do a quick one here. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Did a comic? Ooh. I loved the Metal Gear Solid games. Um, but they adapted Metal Gear Solid into comic form. The art was not good. Not your favorite. <laughs> it. They tried to fit their own style of art into this. Very scratchy, you know. I did not care for it. It was basically the story of Metal Gear Solid, but uh, I love those games. The book, if you... Some people really do like the art, though. Like, it is one of the better comic adaptations, I think. It just wasn't one I care for because of the art. I love the stories of Metal Gear Solid, though, and still read it and still enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I would love to see more Metal Gear Solid just with better art, you know? I mean, it's a it's, story that has yeah. been... I mean, how many of those have they done, Metal Gears, in general? Seven, eight, nine, so, ten? It's like Fast and the like Furious. That. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely <laughs> a franchise that they people they'll keep making more of. And yeah. People request it, so why not? Yep. But, yeah, I did. Uh, that was just a real quick one. Um, the one that actually, I want to switch it up a little bit. It was a comic that was turned into a video game. The old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade games. Okay. Those were some of the best video games out there at uh, the time. I would say the second arcade game. The and second then one, yeah. The most recent one. The Shredder's no, Revenge. I'm talking about. No, I'm saying the most recent one is a throwback to the second one. Oh, is it? Okay, game. I didn't know that. Yeah, the most re- recent one just came out about a month ago. Shredder's Revenge okay. is the beat-em-up style that is like TMNT 2. That's awesome. That was on the arcade. That's awesome. I love those, getting those on the uh, Nintendo and everything and playing those. Those were great. So, TMNT. There you go. Uh, I want to do a couple last ones real quick, too. I want to do Super Mario Brothers. They've done mangas of that one, too. Mm-hmm. And they did the... Uh, actual nintendo power each month would have like a one-page oh, story yeah. yeah and they collected them all into one book of all the nintendo powers that had that story and we normally carry it and sell it out as soon as, i mean we we've always had it from the last 12 years i've worked there we've always had it and it always sells consistently yeah so like oh hey you want mario here you go and like that's just cool. and they were fun stories too right like so we had that one and we had the legend of zelda one too because at one point they swapped from yep. one to the other I don't think we normally carry the Zelda one anymore. That one didn't sell as well as Mario did. Yeah. But still, always sold. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one I want to mention then is, I lost my list. Come on, there it is. Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done four different stories. Uh, the Fall, The Chain, Brahmin, and Trial, uh, Trial by Fire. I love the game series. It's platformer Ubisoft. I believe Ubisoft. Ubisoft, yeah. That does that one. Where assassins versus the Templars, and you fighting in ancient civilizations uh, like ancient Rome or Greece. And then the third one was actually the United States and the colonies of the United States and everything. And it's just a cool world where you get to be assassins and run around. And it was the, the first one was so memorable for me because of the free running that you could do. Yeah. The parkour, running around, climbing out. Like, oh, you see it, you climb it, you do it. What? Like, yeah, if you can see that building, you can climb up top of it. Well, that's cool. Right. Um, At the time, there weren't many games like that. Right. I mean, the first one was... That was very... Very revolutionary for gaming. Yeah. 
and there have been a lot of that done it since, and mm-hmm. that have done it better, admittedly. Yeah, but for what it did for the gaming industry, it just opened so, so many avenues. Right. And I love the story of the Assassins versus the Templars, the two yeah. secret societies, which one's correct, which one's wrong, that has uh, ancient like gods involved that may be aliens versus actually gods. and It's really cool. Yeah. The... Um... Was it Black Flag? Was that the pirate one? That's the pirate one. That yeah. was my favorite. That was so much fun. Yeah, they've since made one or two games that have copied that whole mechanic of being a pirate ship. Like yeah. they have another one coming out soon that's like, no, no, it's just that, just being a pirate part. So, <laughs> and that's got to be fun. Uh, we'll see. Oh, I have one more question before we segue off of the topic. I feel like we're running out of time. Um, in your research, did you find any Final Fantasy comics? Um, I believe no. Okay. I'm not seeing on my list at least. Yeah. When I Googled it, I was finding like novels and things that were fantasy hmm. and things that were final, but not final fantasy. I think it didn't always know what I meant. And so I was curious if I they actually wonder, had any real comics. I would have thought they would have had some manga of that. I mean, yeah, maybe possible, it came up it, that way. It might not have come in the States yet either. That could but be. It's possible. I'm not sure. Uh, it reminds me though of one that I forgot to mention that I should... That we just bought multiple copies of for your niece, Minecraft. They've done oh, a bunch of Minecraft comics. They have, as well. yep. Yeah, I didn't know there was any story in Minecraft, though. I assume you're making your own story. I, I believe there actually is. Like, to oh, actually, because okay. there, there is a way to beat the game. You have to go into this mm-hmm. nether world and fight this monster or whatever. But I don't know. All the times I played, it's just, okay, just let's Lego. Go build. Yeah, yeah, I always thought it was a sandbox. I didn't know that there was a storyline to it at yeah, all. There okay. are, supposedly there actually is one, but it's, for me, I would say it's loose enough that it doesn't matter. But yeah. they used that and then made actual stories and comic books out of it, too. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, not just the how to make whatever recipes and where to find stuff, but also, no, no, this is an actual story that, now, I'm treating it like a D&D. It's very much like D&D where, okay, you go, you find the dungeon, you fight the monster, blah, blah, blah. But they've made it into like, oh, there's what this character does, like their personality and this personality. And like, like that's cool that they have that customization to it. Yeah. Yep. That yeah. the the uh, Minecraft is a lot of fun games, and it's fun to see what other people are doing with that too. Mm-hmm. They're building. I think I saw online somebody built like Helm's Deep or something like that. It is an amazing you know? time suck. It is. Like, <laughs> you, can, you can lose so many hours on it just because you get in the groove and just shut your brain off and like, all right, I'm I'm just. Either I'm just adventuring or I'm building. Okay, I got in my head what, how I want to build it. Yeah. So then you start actually laying it out and putting all the pieces together. And, yep. And, and the music is soothing. Yes. Yes. You can, it's very good, like, chill vibes. Like, yeah. just relax. Yep. Another kind of building one that we could have mentioned is the Fortnite comics. Oh, that's yeah. It's done with DC oh, and yeah. Marvel. <laughs> we talked about those a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, and so, the Batman one. Yep. Uh, so, Yeah. So yeah, uh, there's there's a whole bunch. Yeah, Injustice uh, by our good buddy Tom Taylor. Yeah, that we've was, talked about that oh, several yeah, times I on the podcast. That was, that a, was a really uh, good game. one. Uh, so. I'm scrolling through. They did some Torok comics yeah. also. I remember borrowing that from my cousin. Yep, they did some Resident Evil, Silent Hill, Tron. Yeah, uh, Mega, Centipede, Mega Man. Oh yeah, Mega Man, Cyberpunk, Perfect Dark. Mortal Kombat, Mirror's Edge, Metroid. Really, there's a whole bunch yeah. of anything and everything. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that is our short list of comic books that were video games because we were going to talk about Sonic a little bit later. And 
Yeah, it, it's a good fit. It's a it's a fun thing. It's like, oh, yeah. I didn't realize how many things have right. translated over until I actually looked up. Like, yeah. Oh, wait. And if you're a fan There's of a video game, it is fun to go get these stories in comic form. Right. Because if you, know? you love it, then you're going to love the story and why right. not have more of it? Yeah. So with that, we'll move on to books that came out this week, Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. Uh, Jared, why don't you kick it off this time? Okay. Um, Detective Comics, issue 1062. We've got a new creative team, new story arc. It's... Um, Ram V is the writer. Yeah. And Albuquerque, I'm not sure the last it, name. Um, or the first name. Uh, Raphael, Raphael. Uh, Albuquerque is the artist. So new creative team. Um it was good. It's I dark. enjoyed it. It's it a bit a dark. dark it's uh, I have it's a feeling it's night. going to be a detective story at the same time. Um, Batman comes is going after some mobsters, and one of them's like in a zombie form. I'm not sure what the infection he has or anything like that, but Batman's got a slight infection. Well, he's uh, starting to he's starting to age a little bit. This, yeah, this issue. Well, it I don't know if it's age or if he's infected. Well, so yeah, but he's he's not as spry as yeah, he really is. Right. Um, Nightwing shows up. Talia Al Ghul shows up. So you've got a, mm. a bit of a cast with them. Um, it was. I don't want to give too many too much away because it just came out. But I think we're getting some possible new villains. I don't remember seeing these villains before. For me, with this issue, I would say if you liked the movie The Batman, the recent one, you would like the story. I think so. It is that dark, gritty detective. Yeah. Which is interesting because the the movie seemed to be focusing on the young Batman, and then you're right. saying this one seems older and slower. So A little bit, that's yeah. It, an interesting dichotomy that it's similar but different. Well, yeah. I would say it's similar with... The way he is because he's not at peak Batman-ness. Yeah. And either one in the in the, the Batman movie mm-hmm. and in this. Like, right. He is, there's something a little off about him. Like, <laughs> it starts with him like, okay, if I do this, it'll be, you know, 18 seconds, 15 seconds, yeah. 13, whatever. He's like, oh, I'm two seconds behind. Like, he's noticing, like, yeah. he's not where he should be. So, but uh, there is a follow-up with Jim Gordon story. It was mm-hmm. enjoyable. It's uh, one of the short stories that they've been putting in the back of the Batman books here recently. Um you know, it was pretty good. I've enjoyed it. So yeah. that's the, be- yeah. it's the beginning of the story arcs. It's a great time to jump on. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Jim Gordon's becoming a more interesting character. I didn't realize until He's was that some... we read a little while ago where he was interacting with the Joker a lot. It was just the that... Joker book. Oh, yeah. was it just the yeah, Joker yeah. book? But it seemed the like Joker... it was the Jim Gordon book. Yeah. It yeah, was... it was very Jim <laughs> yeah. Gordon. It was yeah. titled, the series is titled Joker. But it's all about Jim Gordon that was yeah. hired to hunt down and kill the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that one. Uh, I'll go next with the first on my list, which is Public Domain number two. Uh, we hint, we talked about it when the first issue came out about a month ago. Written and drawn by Chip Zdarsky. It is a drama through and through. So if you are not in the mood to read a... Drama? Uh, superhero book? Well, if you are if you are in the mood for a superhero book, this is not for you. Right. If you are in the mood for a slice of life, I would almost say type of book, this may not necessarily be for you. Uh, with that being said, I thoroughly enjoyed it because I like I like the show. If you remember the USA Network show called Suits, uh, it's uh, reminds me of that. Like, oh, okay, it's we're going to get into some legal battles here. Yeah. And it has to do with just happens to do with a superhero franchise. Yeah. Is the oops is the subject matter of the litigation. Like, who owns what 
who's in charge, all that fun stuff. Um, and you find out that it is not as all happy as you'd think. Well, with the with the main family, and one of the kids may have done something that screwed up that he needs money now. And I'm interested to see where that drama goes, where that comes out of all that fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, it's really hard to describe other than it's a good drama that has, again, it is about a comic book creator team, a writer and artist where the writer still has all the credit for everything is like multi-million, multi-millionaire. Cause it's turned into think of the Avengers. It's a multi-billion dollar industry for just that title. It's turned out that this artist that is getting nothing for it. Oh, he may actually own the rights to all of this. And of course, the way lawyers are, you're not going to just, oh, well, he owns it. Well, they're all automatically his. No, no. People are going to litigate yep. and drag it out and take as long as they can without having to pay out anything. Yeah. And it's in- interesting to see where they're going to go with this. So, but yeah, it's uh, public domain number two. I really dug it. I'm looking forward to more of it. Um, Laura, would you like to go next or would you like to tag team yours with mine after Jared's next one? Um, when we tag team, is it Amazing Spider-Man yep. or? Yeah, because that's the only thing I actually read unless you want me to talk about things that I might want to read. Um, Does that how about you with things you might want to read? Let's go okay, with that okay. first and then Jared can go and then we can finish off with. Although really the might want to read is, is short. Um, Iron Cat number two came out this week and I, I was excited for this because I remember when Felicia first like stole this Iron Man suit from Iron Man back in the Black Cat series that I thought was amazing and everyone should read. But I wonder if it's even, it's got to be in trade now, but I don't know if you really stock it or not. I I feel like not enough people are asking for it because y'all need to get in there and ask for it. But I, I thought it was really cool when she stole this suit of armor and it seems like now she's modifying it for herself and that she's working with Tony. Tony was like really impressed that she stole his armor the way she did and... Yeah, I'm not sure where all they're going because I didn't actually read it, but flipping through it, I was like, oh, I wish I had more time to read this before the podcast actually happens. So y'all need to get on with Iron Cat 2 and catch up on Black Cat. There you go. Uh, And Jared, what is your other pick of the week then? Obi-Wan number three. Uh, This is another one where he's uh, writing his journals um, in his hut on Tatooine before A New Hope, and he talks about... uh, being in the Clone Wars with Commander Cody and some of the clones and a lot of his feelings with the war and what mission they're on. I don't want to give too many spoilers away because this is an Obi-Wan book. The Obi-Wan series just ended recently. On Disney+. Plus. On Disney+. Plus, and if people are wanting Obi-Wan stuff, they're going to pick this book up. So I don't want to give spoilers away. It was really good. Really heartfelt with Obi-Wan. It's been a solid series so far. Now, I do think it's going to be read better in trade. I was going to follow up. Is that issue more of like a continuous one shot? Is it like an anthology it's, series where they're not necessarily tied together? It's almost an anthology series where they are, you know, the first issue was him as a youngling. The second one was him as a Padawan. This one's him in the Clone Wars. So they are, him, each issue is him telling a different story. Yes, but so. I, I just. I think it's going to read better in trade form still because he's writing his journal. You know what I mean? So it's like where the last one ended, we're going to pick up with this one and go forward. I could be wrong on that. It, each, each issue has been 
very individualized, so it's been great. But if random person A sees issue number three on the shelf, it's perfectly fine to just oh, grab that one. Oh, definitely. Definitely. They could easily just pick it up as is. Okay. Uh, I almost would have liked it better than if it was a series of one-shots then. of. It would have been probably better as a series of one-shots. I mean, it would have been better from a marketing standpoint, not as good for like, hey, I want to ha- order all of them. Well, that is not easy for my job because that, yeah. they're so loose. But yep. but that, that works out though for yeah, but that. And once it heads in trade, I think that'll, that'll be his lifespan will be in trade. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But yeah, just with him writing the journal is that that section I think is going to flow better in trade. All right. All right. And we're going to end this section off with Laura and I's pick of the week. And that is The Amazing Spider-Man number six. Uh, AKA. AKA the legacy numbering of 900. I, at first I wondered, I was like, why are they doing a random giant? Oh, because it's the legacy of 900. That's why. That's mm-hmm. uh, And because it has nothing to do with the regular series of Amazing Spider-Man. Um, issues one through five are its own story arc. And then like, there's this that has nothing to do with it. I was talking to Mark about it today. He's like, so does it tie into anything before? No. Uh, it's a different artist even that's doing it, which I'm, I'm okay with. I'm not going to say why other than i'm okay with it being a different artist is, uh, it, is it remita it is not remedia in this in this issue no in the other one it is not remita in this issue <laughs> i'll trash That's for not you he's crap <laughs> uh laura what is what are your thoughts on this issue um one thing i thought was really strange i don't think mary jane's in it at all is she i what? don't think so no yeah, it was kind of weird because since I read that City at War with Spider-Man, uh, the video game thing, she's very prominent in that. And, like, I really liked her character in that. And so I was kind of almost looking forward to a little more Mary Jane here to see what she's up to. And nothing. She's not in here at all. Well, and in the previous five issues, they have, there's the whole twist, spoiler alert, I guess, where MJ has, like, kids and is, like, not with Peter anymore and we don't know what's going on. Oh. Yeah, I'm a little behind. Yeah. I'm still back in the Beyond series. And yeah. <laughs> I'm back in the Beyond. They did that with Black Widow not too long ago where she became the We talked about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Where she's shows up with a family. Kids. Brainwashed by Arcade yep. and a whole bunch of villains. So was Mary Jane an architect too? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know actually yet. But anyway, going back to this one though, Laura. Yeah. Sorry. I just, I want to know about Mary Jane. Um, Yeah, and I didn't, at first I was confused about this character I'd never heard of before, that uh, Dr. Penny, I think was his name. Petty, sorry. And the Living Brain, I believe is the name of. I thought I remembered the Living Brain. I was confused. One of the um, reminder things said it was 892 issues ago, but I thought the Living Brain was Dr. Octopus's you know what? I guess that was a long time ago. That was like Superior Spider-Man. And that Weird. was back, oh, what was that guy's name? Dan Slott was writing back then. Maybe that was a thousand. No, it could have no, been a thousand No, no this is saying 892 issues ago. Thanks, Steve and Stan. As in Steve Ditko and Stan Lee is what the flashback where they're talking about. The well, the original Living Brain is what, the, is what they're talking about in this issue. Is like that identity that person that villain okay i versus, didn't remember him versus i believe doc ock when they did the whole superior swap and unswap thing with dan slot i think that was the name of the machine was like the living brain or something 
But that was when Doc Ock had put his brain inside that robot body. Okay, so it's two names for two different things. Correct. Or the, the same, same body, name. different personalities, I guess, inside it or something. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's why I was confused. Because yeah, I was like, that wasn't that long ago. That robot okay. definitely looks like the one that Norman mm-hmm. or Norman <laughs> Otto was stuck in, is what yeah. that reminds me of a lot. I, yeah, because I, I thought that's where they were going with it. I admit I didn't finish it, but. Right, because I think Otto uploaded his brain into, quote, the mm-hmm. living brain machine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is the actual that that brain quote <laughs> is back in this story then, so it's come full circle for that character at this point, where okay. it's back. It's it's doing its thing of trying to figure out who is or what is Spider Man, who okay. no, who or what, both. Yeah, but it keeps specifically asking who is Spider Man, mm-hmm. and you find out. And like I love he captured a whole bunch of people that were you know trying to be at Peter's birthday party. And everything like, all right, who is he? Like, like he's right there. Just take his mask off. It's like, well, no, no, I don't care about your fleshy whatever things. I'm talking about who is he? Like, who is the essence of Spider-Man? Like, mm. the living brain went to the next level of like, not necessarily who at that point, but what is Spider-Man? And okay. like, he's not just a person that you know fights villains. He also stands up for people in general, like good, bad, and different. If they're about to be hurt, he stands up for them. And like, what is the what is the, how do I say? Um, I thought essence was the good word. Yeah. But you already said that. Like, the, what is the spirit of Spider-Man, I guess? Yeah. And like, what makes him great? It's not just Peter Parker. It's not just Spider-Man altogether, though, is what makes him loved by fans. Mm-hmm. And at the one point, you, fit, you find out why. And it's because Peter doesn't kill anybody that could be a victim. Like, oh, no, well, you're just a victim of your circumstances. Yes, you're a villain, but that doesn't mean you need to die for this. Yeah. And we shouldn't kill you for that because you have you have a bad input at this point, and he takes care of that. And it's really cool to see a really good heartwarming Peter Parker story at that standpoint because it's been a while since we've had a good one. Hmm. And I thought I did a really good job of this one. And that's what's cool about this issue, too, is it has like three or four issues in it total, but about... 80% of it is all that one story, too. Normally, like, yeah. oh, here's a five-page, 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 five-page done. No, no. The majority of this book is that one story, which yeah. I was like, this is really nice. I like that. Yeah, when you said it was three stories, I was like, okay, I'll be able to read the first one real quick. And then Peter started whining, our, our dog. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to finish this before. I think you need to go out and take your walk. And I flipped to the back, and I was like, these other stories are like... Two pages and yeah. five pages, but the rest of it is all which is a good story. And there's not a whole lot of ads in it, too. Like, it is a lot of story here. Normally, like, oh, $10 book. Great. How much filler is going to be? Like, this is a really good issue. I would say of the six issues of this current run, this is the best one of The Amazing Spider. And that's not just because it has a different artist on it, but because um, it's actually a good that story. Helps, though. It does help. <laughs> Although, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of this art, but it's still better and the story is actually good. Like I, I always say I can handle a, a bad artist if I if the story can support it well enough. Yeah, I know another thing you love too is how there are like six or seven variant covers too. I know you love it when I buy every variant cover. You only bought the <laughs> one variant cover, so that's okay. Yeah, I, I tried to rein it in this time, but I, I really wanted there was a silk variant cover. Although I don't think silk was in here at all either. She's not. <laughs> Uh, I do enjoy that cover. Uh, I should, we should mention to Adrian, he loves the artist. Peach Momoko is the one that did that oh. cover. He loves that artist. He always tries to get her variant covers. 
And that's the one you got. I was like, oh, that's cool. But yeah, they've done multiple variants. Um, my biggest problem is when they do multiple variants of a $10 book. Like, okay, we can't buy five of them. That's 50 bucks on one book. Yeah. Versus, okay, five of them, a normal $4, $5. Okay, that's a different conversation. Right. But it's an issue when they do that many. Yeah. Are you talking about us personally or the store? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if these were like limited variants too, or if these the store were, could order. These all ones of were them. regular ones. We did have uh, one in twenty-five and one in fifty variant. Unfortunately, both of those were damaged, which was not fun. Oh, yeah. I hated it when those happened. But at least there were a decent amount of them that were orderable that you could. They weren't quantity based, which is nice. Now. Since they're damaged, you can send them back and get that one, or are they going to say, oh, you need to order 50 more to get that one replaced? Theoretically, we would be able to get it replaced without having to send it back, or have to order, I guess, without having to order another batch of 50. They don't actually do, oh, if they order 50 of number one, cover A, it's 50 total. So if we have if we divide amongst five different covers, okay, we just have 10 different covers, or 10 issues of each yeah. cover, and you'll be good. Uh, but... Unfortunately, I placed a claim. They said, well, we may not actually be able to replace this because it is a quantity-based variant. You may just be SOL. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But anyway, this is a good issue, though. I mean, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number six, Legacy number 900. Definitely worth checking out. Great jumping on point because, it, like I said, it's self-contained. So yeah. Highly recommend it for that. Yeah, although new people might be like, who are these characters? Because even a couple of them, I was like, I don't know who this is supposed to be. There, but. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of legacy characters in this. Yeah. Um, we have uh, Anna Maria from the Superior Spider-Man series. Yeah. Um, the, I see Betty Brandt in there also. Yep, because she had the baby bump. And this one girl I thought was dead, so I need to go back and figure out <laughs> what happened there. Uh, Actually, you know what? No, she should be fine. But there's a, either way, there's a okay. lot of characters that, that <laughs> if you know them, great. If you don't, you'll be able to do without them. Without yeah. having to know them. Yeah, you don't have to know who they are. You just have to know they were in Spider-Man's life. They're and, friends of yeah. Peter Parker because it's his birthday party. Yeah. And he mess and he messes up big time because he shows up on time. Yeah, I thought that was really <laughs> crappy that Nora Winters was like How dare how, you how yeah. dare you be on time? I'm sorry that for once in my life I'm actually on time. Well, the one time you're on time is actually not on time because we're waiting on Jonah to show up and the front yeah. desk is supposed to hold you. Uh, I came in a different entrance. Like, yeah. he definitely came in to the building as Spider Man, so he, there there was no front desk to stop him. Mm-hmm. So, which I enjoyed that. But yeah, it was a good issue. Uh, definitely worth checking out. It, like I said, it's a long one, but it was a good one. I enjoyed it. Uh, moving on to the book club section of the podcast, uh, we're talking about Sonic Volume One. If you don't want spoilers, um, or just want to know what we're talking about next week instead. Next week, for realsies this time, unless Adrian cancels again, The Me You Love in the Dark, Volume 1, uh, also known as the only volume that's out right now, uh, is what we will plan on talking about next week, barring any other catastrophic changes, or we'll see how the weather goes and how (laughs) how weather and schedules and budgets go. We'll put it that way. It could become The Me You Love in the Flood. Right, The Me You Love eventually. (laughs) I mean, who knows? Uh, But anyway, Sonic. Volume one. Jared, what were your overall thoughts on this? Uh, this is a kid's book. Um, Not necessarily a kid's book. It's an all ages book. It's an all ages book. Yes. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm not a huge Sonic fan. I played them on the original Sega and stuff like that, but that was about it. Uh, went and watched the two live action movies. Those were enjoyable. This was an enjoyable book. It was a fun read. Very, very much 
light compared to last week's mouse. Um, it was just, a bit refreshing. Just, just coming like, off of that, it was very refreshing. I would say, just like Sonic itself, it is a fast read. Yes, <laughs> very much so. There was some action, like full page spreads of nothing but action. There's no dialogue, so you can just flip through. Art's very good, very traditional Sonic art. Cartoony. Yeah, very cartoony. Yeah, kind of bold and vibrant. Yeah, um, it's got your traditional uh, comic, uh, um, Sonic characters, Tails, Knuckles, Amy. Tails, um, Knuckles, and other characters that if yeah. you're older than 20, you probably don't know who they are. Yeah, I didn't know a couple <laughs> of them. like, eh, that, that's a person, okay. <laughs> the, yeah, I did seem to introduce the characters well, too. Like, yes. they said their names right away right. when they came on screen. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't, my buddy, yeah. Tails. And you can tell that this is not, like, the very first Sonic comic book. This is after yeah. a previous arc. Like, this is yeah. a reboot of Sonic. And that's okay. Because yeah. they do a great job. Okay, we defeated Robotnik. We're rebuilding. There's a new villain. Let's go. Yep. Like, and you didn't need to know anything that's happened before. It's a good jumping on point. Yeah. Uh, I I I enjoyed it. It is very much, it is an all-ages book. It is not, you know, a super fantastic masterpiece of literature. But it's a fun read. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun read. Um, I liked some of the villains. Um, what were their names? Um, Rough and Tumble. I Rough think and it Tumble. Was. Yes. Oh, uh, one of them's the, like the a mercenaries. And, yeah, those were great. Very childish humor, but also like, oh, I, I, this will pass. I'll take that. Yeah. Yep. They yeah, flirt with the love story between Sonic and Amy. Yep. Yeah, I wondered that for a second because there, were, I think there was like a heart, like cloud poof or something. Yeah, but I love the lines with the rough and tumble. You've made lifelong enemies out of rough and tumble. And Sonic <laughs> is literally laughing yeah. at how cheesy and how awful their name is. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I liked some of the, how a lot of the characters were acting very, like, fanboy and fangirl. They're like, oh, Sonic is here to save us. Yeah. Right. We've heard about you. The damsel in distress sort of, like, swooning over him. Everyone's like, oh, mm -hmm. We want your signature and autograph and blah blah blah. And, mm -hmm. uh, there's one line of, "Hey, can you do this?" Like, "Ah, sorry, I'm too busy." How afraid, chili dog? Chili dog, you say? Like, <laughs> that's yep. the way to my heart is through my through my mouth <laughs> yeah. and my stomach. Um, which is classic Sonic from that standpoint. Um, yeah, it is. It's a fun read. Uh, there's not really a whole lot to say about this book. Yeah, it was not really like, um, simple, but in a good way. Yeah, the Robotnik's army. The plot was Robotnik's army is basically so he's defeated, but his army is still there, and they're still kind of waging a war. But there's no they're not like unification. Yeah, they're on autopilot. Yeah, they're it's just doing their own right. thing. Parameters are: hey, if someone comes in this territory, beat them up. Right. That's now, basically it. But they're but starting they're, to get a little more. Yeah, organized. they're organized. And they're like when Robotnik to, was in charge. Right. So they're like, okay, we think somebody's controlling them again. We've got to go from town to town stopping them. Uh, who's who's controlling them? And we get a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of this first volume of who is actually uh, maybe yeah maybe I mean, controlling them. Well, we well, I, I, I would assume. Yeah, are we doing but, spoilers? Uh, yeah, this is the full discussion of it. So okay. yeah, because yeah. I was confused at first. I thought it wasn't going to be Robotnik, but then it seemed like it was, and yeah. I didn't know if that was a misdirect. I think it is not Robotnik that's in charge because he is just peeking outside of a window here versus before the other villain is sitting on like his throne still. So uh, to me, it feels like Robotnik's still down on his luck. Someone else took his thing over his position 
There'll okay. be a power struggle amongst the villains. That's what I'm thinking. Could be, as. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, I saw that chair from behind, and I was expecting, didn't they used to show the cat, or am I thinking of? You're thinking of Inspector Gadget. Oh, yeah, I claw. am, yeah. Which I'm okay with comparing these two to that, because that actually worked really well with the whole thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> unlike the villain that is in charge, they have like a a blue to- tone around their speech bubbles. Which to me it seems more robotic then than Robotnik himself is the way mm, I that could is the be. way I interpreted it. See, the he got taken he over on, by I thought it was his Robotnik recreation. because uh, the it has chair his it has his logo, right. but that makes a little bit more sense. I think someone else just found his found a layer and is controlling from that and has not had a chance to rebrand everything to their own logo. Maybe not oh. the way I would take it as it's like the Hobgoblin and the Green Goblin. Kinda, yeah. Uh, it's a fun book. I think yeah. they do a great job having each of the characters have different personalities also. Yes. Uh, they, you could definitely tell a separation of characters. Like Tails is the best friend, but also the nervous worry word. Like, oh, yeah. I have confidence when I'm ready, but not always. Yeah. Knuckles like, is a bit angry the whole time. He's like, dang it, Sonic. You right. know. The girl is the strategist, the strategist yeah. that can organize everything. And she's like, oh, I could go with you. Like, we can be together, right? And he's like, nah, girl, I, I, I got to go fast. Bye. Um, <laughs> Don't drag me down. He's like, we, we do great in battles, but we're not great together. Um, but it's very pre-teenage character. Yeah. Like, oh, the boy's not into the girls yet. And right. he's like, no, I just want to do my own thing. He's like, yeah, I like you, but I, I don't want to be with you. Right. I, I got stuff to do. Um, and they have, I like the new character, at least new to, I've never heard of her before, the the lemur with the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked her That's partly her because I wondered what animal she was and they almost immediately said, she's a lemur. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I did a bad, I didn't take any notes this time because I read it really fast. It was like, just in case I don't have time later. Uh, Tangle the lemur is her name. So, like, oh, she has a very poseable tail that can use as a slingshot and yeah. beat up enemies. And, oh, that's cool. She uses her tail quite a bit. Like, when they're introducing him themselves, uh, Sean, Sonic shakes, her, like, her hand, but it's her tail. Right. So, <laughs> but, I mean, it's fun. Yeah, it, it was a fun read. Uh, it's definitely not, again, I'm not taking it too serious. No. It was a good light read. Yeah. Definitely a palate cleanser after mouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so with that, I mean, anything else we want to say or do you want to go to our ratings? I'd say let's go to our ratings. All right. Uh, Laura, what would you rate it? One being awful, five being great. I think I'll give it a four because it's a little above average, but yeah, not not no Spider-Man, so it's yeah. not a five. Okay. <laughs> Jared? Yeah, I think for what it is, I would probably say a four also. Um, it is an all-ages book, so it's it reads differently than what we would read in deceased right you know something or anything marvel would put out or anything right. dc would put out even yeah so um but for what it is it's a fun read it's a fun story definitely a solid four yeah i would give it a four as well um just because is this something i would want to read every day no absolutely not it's too light um, yeah however if you were looking for hey random kid a want you know they watch the cartoons if you like to watch cartoons this is a, i think this would be a great Definitely. Stepping into that, like, okay, we'll just roll with that because it works. The tra- it translates so well, yeah, to from the cartoons into this. Um, 
only reason it's not a five is because it's only like what four issues. Yeah, it's a little light. Yeah, is the only reason why I would not give it a full five out of five. Um, for again, an all ages book, and I truly say it's an all ages book. It's not just a kids book. Some all ages yeah. books are like, oh no, this is like this is a kids book. This <laughs> one, I feel like as adult, yeah, I got, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, same here. So, it it, it was fun. Uh, so yeah, that is our review on Sonic. Again, next week we'll talk about the me you love in the dark, uh, with Adrian should be here and <laughs> we'll, I imagine we'll go along on that podcast because that's just what we do. Yep. Uh, so moving on to the final segment of the week and that is our heroes of the week, be it comic book or otherwise, Laura, would you like to go first to say who your hero of the week is? Sure. I'm kind of making it up on the spot. I thought of it earlier and I forgot already. Um, I think I'm going to go with Felicia Hardy because she actually did show up in Amazing Spider-Man 900 and she was kind of being a little protective of Spider-Man almost like, and maybe even Peter Parker too, like she was still having the feels and I thought that was interesting and there were, I think one of the other side stories had like one of those iconic pictures. That was the main story. Oh, that was probably the main yep, story? that was probably oh, the main okay. story. Yeah, and maybe that explains why Mary Jane wasn't there because... Felicia's moving in. I don't know. And her whole iron cat thing. And it's a, yeah, very, I, it's a very Felicia Hardy week. Yeah. I really, I've always had a soft spot for Felicia. Cause I always thought that her having her own superpowers and identity and that like made her a good fit for Spider-Man with his double life. So I've always had a soft spot for her. So she can be my hero this week for trying to get her way. All yeah. right. <laughs> uh, I'll go next to buy Jared a little more time. And I would say my friend Jason is going to be my here of the week. He's the one that recommended uh, the plumbing service. That's going to hopefully help us out with all of our plumbing issues here in the house. So uh, he recommended them. He's, he owns a bunch of properties that he has people rent out. And he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, I He's like, I have my own guy that does my own handyman that does stuff. Or if I need something really big, I go to these guys. He's like, they're a little expensive, but they do good quality work. And I confirmed that I was talking to Mark about it today. Also, he's like, oh, yeah, that's who we use also. He's like. They're good. They're not cheap, but they're good. So <laughs> with plumbing, you want good over right. cheap. With I would say with anything household like infrastructure like that, yeah, I'm willing to pay a little bit extra Make for sure good quality work because right. I don't want I don't want the house to collapse on us. That would nope. not be good. So yeah. yeah, I am curious about that issue too. Yeah, we'll worry <laughs> about that later. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Just a curtain up. We're Duct not, tape. We're not dead yet. <laughs> uh, so Jared, who is your hero of the week, comic book or otherwise? Um, I'm going to go with my dad. We're having house problems too. Uh, it's that time of season. Yeah, we're hey. having an electrical issue. <laughs> we're and alive. My dad came out. Uh, I couldn't figure it out. So my dad came out and we tested a bunch of stuff. We didn't get it narrowed down, or we, we got it narrowed down. We didn't get it diagnosed or figured out or fixed. You don't know what's wrong, but you know what's not not wrong. Exactly. So I, he, you know, I called him and I'm like, okay. You know, here's what what's wrong. Here's what I've done. Do you have any ideas? She's like, well, I'll just come on out and, and see if we can't figure it out. You know, I'm, that that's awesome that you can just drop what you're doing and right. come help. So I'm going to go with my dad. Sounds great. Weird personal question you don't have to answer on air. Is your dad retired yet? Not yet. Okay. He's working on it, though. That's We're getting what, closer. That's why my dad can drop everything and come whenever I want. He's it was like, a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. He was marinating... Or uh, getting ready to smoke pork chops. So. Oh, there you go. So if he's just getting ready, then he can just marinate even longer. Then it'll yep. be fine. Uh, so yeah, thank you all dads that are willing to help us kids whenever we have 
housing issues. We'll put it that way too. There you go. Uh, so I thought of one more thing that we should say before we end the podcast. I kind of forgot that Spider-Man's birthday is coming up too. Uh, It's like August 1st or something. And I wonder if that was part of why they did the happy birthday in amazing. I realized that as well. Yeah, I don't I don't know why thanking all dads. I think it made me think of Father's Day, made me think of holidays, made me think of birthdays and uh, parties yeah. in general. Yeah. So happy birthday, Spider Man. There you go. Uh so with that, we will say thank you everyone for listening. Uh barring any complications of anything, we should be back next week. Let's knock on wood that nothing else falls apart in this in these trying times. Uh <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back next time and we'll see you all then.